Welcome to another VRL USA podcast. This is Alan, and following on the heels of my podcast with Jamie, I have Sid, who has thoughts. Um, welcome, Sid, and you can go into your thoughts in any manner you wish, especially as we now have more rumors about Paul Torres and even Gerard Moreno, though I don't tend to believe those very much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi, everybody. It's been been a little while. Um, Alan has has been to Spain and back in the interim. Um, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I think <laughs> from from digesting the uh, the last podcast, I, I suppose the the biggest thing I was going to say is, boy, our expectations have changed, haven't they? Uh, <laughs> because reflecting on, I think if, if I had to, uh, give the season a grade based on the evaluation there, maybe it would be like six out of 10. I don't think it would be too much higher than that. Uh, sort of discussing lack of squad depth, inconsistency, this and that. Um, and, and I suppose it's a sign that, you know, our expectations of the team have definitely shot up. Um, mm-hmm. So it's interesting to hear that because you know, I think we had we've had this long-standing debate about how some of the older fans say, "Boy, being in Primera is good enough," and then you have other folks saying, "You didn't make the champ, you didn't make the Europa League and contend for the Champions League. I mean, a waste of a season." So. Uh, well, yeah, I think, and I think part of it too comes down to the fact that, you know, I just keep looking back at, at how many games or how few games we actually got out of Dan Juma and Gerard, for example. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, so in some ways, the fact that we did what we did is, is pretty amazing. But I think on the other hand, when you looked at the, at the team that we had, um, I think the frustrating thing for me is that we, I think two things. One is our continued ability to play down to the level of opposition sometimes. That really hurt us because, mm-hmm. you know, even late, it's it's one thing to say early in the season we didn't do well, but late in the season we dropped, you know, we lost to Alaves, we lost to Levante, both of them got relegated. So, you know, that we, if we had picked up those six points, we'd be in Europa League, no problem. The other, I think, is that, and I think Jamie um, and I got into this a bit, is the perception that Ruli is just not our our choice and goal long term, or shouldn't be, and it seemed kind of baffling that we didn't, that we haven't tried to do more about that, or that we didn't at some point bench him for a couple of league games after some of his high profile errors, I guess. But that's, you know, that's hindsight. Mm -hmm. But I think, but I think the frustrating thing is that we, we look at that position and we think we've got to do something. Well, and that's interesting because I think uh, a couple thoughts, I would say one, you know, in terms of the conversation about Asenho and certainly was, was a great soldier to the club, um, but I do think, in fairness, also the club was good to him mm-hmm. in a way that many others would not have been. 
when he, again, missed multiple seasons, kind of in the middle of his career, um, for the club to re-sign him um, and trust that he would get back to some form when I think maybe it was four um, knee surgeries. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I I think there are teams that would have taken a pass long before um, the end where he reached. But I think, you know, one of the overarching things I was going to mention is um, I think the biggest commitment is to Emery, you know, and the fact that there was the Newcastle dalliance or whatever it is, if he says he is staying and we are to take that at his word and we are to think, therefore, that the... Roy Janesa team wants to get him the resources that he feels like he needs to compete, mm-hmm. then part of this is this is really sort of his opportunity to reshape um, the team. And I think one of the things, for example, is he wants to play the ball up. And that was just not a Senho, not his skill. And, you know, was frankly, if we remember now a couple of years ago, he was horribly exposed. I cannot remember how many goals we gave up just from playing the ball out from the back to the uh, opponent in a very dangerous position and being totally out of position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's just not a fit. Yeah, um, I, I would. And, I would. Agree and there. I was going to say that, that there's probably a, a few of those square peg and round hole types of players we have. I think Alcacer is another one of those. And again, there are maybe more reasons we can talk about that when we get to the strikers. But you know, some of those things you also have to say are not necessarily just sort of the player, but it can be if you're committing to the manager to a system style of play. Mm-hmm. Um, that you do have to shape the personnel around it. Yeah, you do. I, I think, and I think Asenho, um, I, that clearly was a, was a weakness of his. And I know that we I think Zach looked at the, the, uh, statistics, um, the year before and he was, you know, he was not as effective as a keeper as he had been in his, in his heyday with mm-hmm. us for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Um, yep. And, and, and the other thing I wanted to say about the goalkeeper position is, and again, we can talk about this when it applies to other places, the idea of spending six to eight million, call it, so an outlay, but not a huge one, mm-hmm. and hugely improving where you are is not really a reality of the marketplace anymore. If you're doing that, you are likely doing that by also taking on significant salary. Mm-hmm. So call it what we did with Parejo and Coquelin. Meaning right. You knew that because the transfer fee was low, the, the wages were going to be high. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you sort of factor in one of those kinds of transactions, okay, if you pay six, you're going to end up footing 20 for well, the whole thing. and it's and it's um, yeah, and that sort of seems like where the transfer market is anyway these days, doesn't it? I mean, we have a lot of players. I mean, I'm thinking like David Ospina, for example, available on a on a free, I guess, from Arsenal. But 
it's all about salary, you know, and it's, and it's like we see, we see a lot of players who are gotten to the end of their contracts or their clubs are willing to release them a year early for, you know, for basically nothing, but it's, it's still the issue of salary. And I don't know, um, you know, that's something that I don't know how we um, are looking for next year in terms of our, our salaries compared to our salary cap, but that's, that's certainly something. I mean, releasing a Sinho saves quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, you know, if Mario Gaspar were to move, but again, Mario Gaspar moving is conditional, presumably, on him getting a contract for a couple of years somewhere mm-hmm. to make up what he is earning in this mm-hmm. last season. Right. <laughs> so that right. also becomes complicated in that sense of trying to amortize some people who are who are being paid significantly. Right. Um, I mean, I think Ruben Pena is another one where mm-hmm. I suspect mm-hmm. he probably will end up back at Osasuna, but we may end up having to either accept, you know, not much of a fee or else he, you know, somehow we're going to have to get the salary off the books. Um, but I think that's the thing that that's kind of interesting in this transfer market is you see those sorts of things. And some of the players that we've been linked with, whether you believe them all or not, you know, people like Cavani, people like uh, Ospina, um, certainly um, Jose Luis Morales, who we apparently have signed, although it hasn't been announced yet. I mean, again, that's a no-fee deal, but you're taking on salary. Mm-hmm. But I think the other thing also, just to round out the goalkeeper piece, is um, that's a position, unlike, I would say, a field player, where you do have folks sort of willing to accept a role more clearly, who are the veteran types. Mm-hmm. You know, in the days of Thomasson as a sort of fourth striker, um, knowing that they're not going to start many games, coming in as a super sub in that role, there just aren't too many field players who I think do that anymore. Um, you know, maybe a Joaquin or a Salva Sevilla or, or somebody like that who just sort of stamina-wise can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't really have that sort of one hour player, uh, very commonly. Um, whereas you could get Ospina maybe to say, okay, I'll play 15 games. If you need me to do more, something happens, I can, but I'm expecting to be sitting as a clear number two. I also mm-hmm. don't really think that's what we'd be looking for if we were trying to pay for a goal. Um, meaning we'd be looking for a one B. Yeah, I think, so, and I think this. I think Jamie made a good point that you know, this year we had we had a second keeper, a Sinho, who was clearly a second keeper because of the style of play that we were that we were playing and hoped to play. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think maybe some of the fallout fall off of um, of Ruli late in the season maybe had to do with the fact that he wasn't being pushed. You know, he knew he was number one. He knew he was going to start the big games regardless of how he'd done before. And as we said, I don't, you know, he made, we can all complain about 
the second leg in, at versus Liverpool, but you know, without some of the other stuff he did, we might not have gotten there in the first place. So that yeah. you know, so well, winning winning the Europa League. Yeah, um, yeah. I so, mean, he's all, yeah, so yeah. So it's like he's, you can't you can't a just a little bit of credit in my book. Yeah, uh, I mean, for, we can't you know we, we can't done. just we can't just diss the guy. But I think what we see though is that he's just the 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 highs are high, but the lows are low, and it's hard to. You know, as a you need a goalkeeper, you have more faith and trust in than I think we do um, with him right now. But 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 but, but I, I'd say even on the highs are high and the lows are low, they weren't as bad as they were a couple of years ago with the Senho. I mean, where you were sort of directly correlating giving up the ball. In yeah, these yeah, let's yeah compromise position. You know, so so also some. Sort of, I guess, perspective on that, that at least even his lows in this system are probably better than a keeper who cannot play the ball with their feet. Yeah, um, yeah, I would I would agree and, with that. And again, to sort of go look for a, okay, you know, you've got a clear improvement. I just don't know we have that in the budget. So I, I think what you'd be looking for is somebody else like him. So maybe somebody who sort of was uh, you know, more promising as a youngster seems to maybe have stalled out a little bit in their career or made a sideways move mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and that this would be viewed as a big opportunity. Because I do recall all of us thinking when he came in, the biggest thing was this was his shot to kind of make it. Yep. Um, yep. And, you know, for for his sake, it looks like he has a pretty solid shot of – making the world cup because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. he seems to be now pretty much a regular in the Argentina team. I think he's clearly the three, yeah. Um, yeah. but still in the squad. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't so, know. Like, and, then, and then the other thing is, you know, we have never given a chance to the absolute factory of goalies that have come out of the youth system. So, you know, yes, are we in a position that, you know, for what you'd hope is a Champions League contending team in the league next year um, to play somebody like that? I'm not sure. But again, you know, even just looking, um, we've had a number of goalies who have gone on to, you know, playing regularly for Primera teams, for... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, other decent Segunda sides and otherwise, all, you know, generally homegrown. I mm-hmm. think, you know, there's a lot of talk about Iker Alvarez. Um, and, and so consistently we've been able to grow them. None of them have come up through the ranks, though. And yeah. at some point, sort of, yeah. you do have to make that uh, opportunity available to... Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. To those players, um, well, well, we if, have in other positions, but it seems like at goalkeeper, we we haven't had success doing so. No, I mean, it, and for whatever reason, Juan Carlos is kind of the last one I can I can think of. So. Yeah, but Juan Carlos played when we were in the Segunda. I mean, in the mm-hmm. Primera, mm-hmm. I mean, I keep thinking of people like Diego Mourinho, who had mm-hmm. a couple of good years. I mean, what about Aitor Fernandez? Aitor Fernandez. Yeah, yep. I mean, Aitor is, you know, played, I guess he, the new coach at Levante didn't use him so much, but, 
you know, he, mm -hmm. he had a very good season at Levante last year, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, do you... And obviously Paco had known him from his youth team time sure, also. Sure, sure. So, so yeah. do you, you know, do you try to bring back a player like that? I don't, I mean, that would be cheap. I, I don't know that would be the 1B <laughs> that you want. Right, um, right. Yeah, so, right. There's, so there's that. But, I mean, I think... Um, I mean, I guess my feeling is if the B team is able to get promoted, um, you know, Iker Alvarez is, is going to be, you know, get some Segunda experience. If they don't make it, then we'll probably loan him out to a Segunda side to get experience. I think it's, mm -hmm. you know, I don't think, again, I, I think you don't bring him up to be a number three who never plays. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I feel like that in a lot of ways is really a very important question in the off season because we build our play from the back and that's mm -hmm. got to be the, got to be the key in what we do. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then, you know, I think obviously you turned a lot of attention to the striker position. And mm -hmm. I think one thing that, that you all hit on is kind of a lot of what we're talking about really is for one, <laughs> one spot. Um, but in talking about kind of, the various options we have if we're running through and, and add Morales to that mix. Uh, and by the way, uh, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. So I think that's going to work out very well. I think he's a perfect fit for what we try and do. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. so, uh, I am looking forward to that. I think he'll be very successful. Um, again, not a long-term, uh, solution here, but, you know, one of the things you were mentioning was who is our game changer kind of guy. If he's not starting for us, he is absolutely the super sub that it seems like we haven't had for a long time. Yeah, um, I would I would agree with that. So, um, I think the I think the real problem to me is um, we've got. I mean, okay, Belay Dia really with the with the African Cup and everything. Mm -hmm. And had some injuries, I think, when he first came. So he really, you know, I think the jury is out on him, both in terms of his performance and also what Emery feels about him. I just think that he wasn't able Seems to. Seems to have been his request, though, right? It does. In I think it of, does. I think so. And so I, and so I and think then, probably. And then I also think it's a huge jump, right, from Rems to yeah. VRL. Yeah. Um, so, and I think we've seen that a decent bit with players who have come from sort of lower, uh, lower level sides, if you will, that it can take a year to get adjusted. And like you said, he sort of had a, had a solid break in between. Mm -hmm. So I'd, I'd be interested to see where year two goes. Um, yeah, before, I think, before making too many judgments, I think the real, I think the real problem, I, I hate to put it in that way, but I guess I will, is Paco because he's obviously not wanting to go anywhere except maybe Valencia to play at home, and mm -hmm. you know, and I don't see Valencia stepping up for him. Um, they're trying to shed salary and, and players, mm -hmm. not add them, and. I, it, and it doesn't seem that he's really the sort of player that Emery wants at that position. So, you know, that to me is a real is a real 
question as to what you're, you're paying a guy an awful lot of money to sit on the bench, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that decision was sort of, uh, but again, you know, at, at one point in time, seemed like Emery's hand was in that. Um, what? You know, well, or, or yeah. certainly earlier in his uh, tenure. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think it, it also struck me. I mean, I remember the podcast we did at the time where we were sort of, I think he, I think all of us, I, I give credit to Robin Stacy because I think he was the one who was the most concerned about it. And I think he his, his um, prediction, unfortunately, turned out to be true, which was like the rest of us are saying, well, you know, it's not that bad a deal. If Even if it doesn't work out, you can move him on. And Robin is like, well, you know, what do you do if? And we seem to be in that if situation. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't. And see... for his age, he's a very old for his age. Like I was shocked that. Yeah. <laughs> at, at JB mentioning, um, because he, again, I think Valencia has had a tendency to play their young players from very young mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and put a lot of mileage on them. Yeah. Anybody going through being in Barcelona has a lot of mileage on them in some manner. Um, mm-hmm. So so I think that's part of it. And I think some of that is reflected in his durability. Um, again, we don't know the whole story of why he wasn't available, even when he seemed to be healthy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the fact he's breaking down a bit at his age would also suggest that um, – you know, there there may be other questions durability wise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Valencia—he's sort of the opposite of Morales, where Morales is is uh, what thirty five, going on thirty six. But if but if you look at the number of of um, minutes he played, he was a very late bloomer. So mm-hmm. you know, and and the last few years he's been very durable, playing lots of minutes at Levante. So it's kind of it's kind of seems like a younger body than what, what we're seeing with Paco. Um, yeah, I think Paco is, has got to be the big, the big um, question as to what do you do with him? Because I mean, okay, I guess you can keep him and put him on the bench and basically use him as a role player and hope that he regains his taste for goal or something. But that's a big use of, of amortized um, transfer fee and salary. And I, Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't. I don't think you have another choice, right? So not unless no, so, not unless somebody comes in for him. And I don't think I. I just don't. You know, it's it's the problem. that if the guy doesn't produce for us, what? Why is somebody going to come in and offer? You know, even I don't know. I don't remember what we paid for him and where we are now in the amortization. But you know, even if somebody came in and offered seven, eight million for him, I just don't see it happening. He hasn't done anything mm-hmm. to, to justify it. Um, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. we were talking, uh, somebody was talking earlier about youngsters who sort of flame out. And the problem is sometimes you can get guys in their late 20s sort of flame out too. I mean, and I hope that's not the case with him, but that is kind of what it seems like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and again, I don't even know if it's flame out. Maybe it's the system, the setup, whatever, you know, however you want to frame it. But it's not working here, and mm-hmm. his continued lack of playing time is not going to help him <laughs> make it work elsewhere. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so it certainly is a conundrum. I think you have to try and uh, 
resuscitate him. And I know that Javi Mata, one of his sort of uh, year-end frustrations was noting that, you know, you have to try because else what are you going to do? But there was seemingly an insistence on kind of, you know, we're going to quote unquote punish him or whatever it is for what he may have done attitude or otherwise. Um, Mm -hmm. And you're taking a short term problem and sort of turning it into a longer term one um, in a way. Yeah. 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 um, but but the other the other piece of the striker puzzle is you've got to move some wages mm-hmm. to be able to bring somebody in. Um, so obviously Danjuma seems like the most logical uh, within that with what the agent has said and otherwise. Um, and you know, but also talking about your kind of salary discussion, um, you know. Uh, not not wanting Pau to leave, but if that does happen, um, you know, if Dunjuma leaves, um, like you said, Asenho coming off the books, if say Mario Gaspar were to leave, you know, that's that's the real ability for us to also play in the transfer market, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because part of the concern otherwise is sort of where the money is coming from. One thing I would note as well is, you, you know, for all of the financial success, you have to remember the COVID shortfalls. Yeah. So if true, you true. are bottom line comparing it versus comparing how well we did versus other clubs, those are two different questions. Um, and, I, you know, I want to say that Javi talked about we were still uh, sort of minus 14 million um, last year. Um, because of some of the COVID drop-off. So, um, again, also some of the view of how much do we think that rebounds this year in terms of what you can budget. And then remembering, for example, half of our, well, we'll see if it ends up being half, but half of the league season just about is, is, you know, we, we won't have our regular home venue. Right, um, right, right. I know they're trying to reduce the number of home matches during that period, but, yeah, but we'll still see some decent chunk. Yeah. Um, and you may get different fans in Levante, and, uh, but you know, it, it won't, presumably won't be as many. Um, yeah, and yeah. that'll be a hit on the revenue side too. So, yeah. Well, um, yeah. Well, you've raised several points there. Um, let's take a real quick break, and then I'll come back, and we can talk about those a little more. So I'm not sure what the 14 million Javi Mata was referring to was, but um, you know, I think I think the question really for us is, I mean, I think offloading Danjuma is fine because you've got, um, you, you've got, we have youngsters, we have Jeremy, we have, um, people like Manu Morlanis who can come in and play. We have, um, uh, maybe though, I think he may may be another year in Segunda for him. I don't know, but Baina maybe, um, certainly, uh, Cuenca can come in and, you know, I think we have, 
some players who can come in and do that. And I do think we can lose some salaries with um, with Danjuma going. Certainly um, would be would be a, a big one. Um, Asenjo already, and I think probably yeah. You look at some of your bit players, and I would I would much as I like him, I think I would the three I would lump in together are Mario. Um, Ruben Pena and Moy Gomez. I think probably those three are three players that we could move without too much. Um, you know, we're not going to get a ton of money for any of them, but getting their salary off the books might be good. Um, I just don't and see. Now, now I must jump in. That was another thing for uh, everyone taking shots at my guy, Moy Gomez. Um, I, I, you know, I think his production definitely wasn't left something to be desired last year. Um, but I do think he's also come in at different times for the club in different roles and been successful. Um, that, yeah, that, and I, you know, I, yeah. so the, the only thing I would say is, you know, I think you, you had a discussion about sort of the squad players maybe being where, where some of the, um, drop off was, yeah. and and to an extent I agree, but I think it was perhaps more a case of the the squad players having to play more or be in greater roles than they normally would have been due to the injury issues. That could that could so be. Meaning, I mean, if, you know, yeah. if, if you were saying Moy is going to start ten games in the season and come off the bench in ten and not play in the other twenty, that looks a lot better than when you bump up those first two numbers. Uh, and I think a lot of it was sort of out of necessity. Um, yeah, and, I, I feel so, you know that has a trickle effect as well on playing folks more than maybe they're expected to be. If they're more slotted into their roles, they may be more impactful in those roles. Well, I think that's partly. I think that's really it. I think that with Moy, I mean, I I think of the of the ones I mentioned. I think Moy is the one I would I would hate to lose of of the most. Well, of, thank you, Al. Of the three, well, I've always liked him too. Come on, I mean, I've, I've always been a big Moy fan, but. I do think that it's fair to ask what his role is in an Emory squad. And, and you know, maybe it's, as you say, it's like kind of an occasional starter. Um, he, does, he does give a different aspect of play than some of our other um, wide players. It's just not something that we tend to value very much, I guess I would say. Felt mm-hmm. like it felt like he was a better fit in some of our earlier squads. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, and that's, that's fair. And, and, and I, the only other thing I was going to say is I get a little bit sort of hesitant in thinking of signing players to serve as squad players because all it makes me think of are when we used to sign players like Camunas, <laughs> where. It, you know, that, your favorite his role player could yes. never have been to have been a starter, mm-hmm. but we still spent a transfer fee. Probably didn't necessarily improve what we could have gotten out of the Cantera or somebody on loan. Yeah, and then created a bunch of expectation for a player to fill a bigger role than he was probably capable of. Mm-hmm. 
And, I, you know, I think in terms of the spending money, sure, Paco, I think maybe will go down as a big miss. Haven't really had many of those. Again, I don't think as a club we can afford to do so. Right. But it's where you miss, you know, again, Pena was a miss. Mm-hmm. Um, and that $6 million or whatever it was, you know, that's that's a meaningful number in the sense that what's coming back on it is zero. Yeah. I, well, um, I guess that, I would say... That's what's going to happen on those players if you miss. Yeah. Now, yes, maybe really had he played a little bit better, say, in the Champions League semifinal, maybe you would have found somebody who would have paid 15 this offseason for yeah. the, say, six we spent. Um, but I think, you know, Zach's point when we made the Alcacer signing was if you succeed, you turn it into 50. Well, that's what Danjuma may be this yeah. season. Yeah. Um, so, so I, you know, you do have to think a little bit on that front as well. Um, in in some of these types of signings, well, I think yeah. I mean, I, when I think of the players that we really whiffed on, I think you know, yeah, Paco is a is a big one. Other than that, though, you're you're right. It's been more of the players in the in the. There are a bunch of them, but but mostly we got some money back, or we got enough money back after we kept them long enough that it broke even. I mean, people like um, Funes Mori, for example. Um, mm-hmm. People, even a Neil, even a Neil Mar, even a Neil um, Mar, even mm-hmm. um, Pato. Uh, I was thinking of uh, Indai or whatever his name was that Marcelino yeah. signed, yep. and of course, yep. you know, Ruben Semedo, but that was a special case. <laughs> mm-hmm. We hope, mm-hmm. um, but you know, you yeah, you're right. You we can't afford too many of those, but the good news is that we, I, yeah, we shouldn't be signing. We don't need to be signing those sorts of players when we've got the Cantera producing people that that can that can help us out. Um, I think the real so I, so for me it's like okay if we move some of these other players, you can use um, Morlanas maybe Baena um, definitely um, Yarami gets more playing time. Uh, uh, Cuenca comes back from loan you know those those sorts of things. And you um, fill some of your gaps that way. I, you know, I still think the real question is, do we, well, do we sign Lo Celso? You know, will Spurs come to some sort of agreement for him? Mm-hmm. We, we mm-hmm. had some discussion on and, our... And again, rem- remembering that his wage is going to be up at the top of the bracket because yeah. you're going to have to, as uh, again, Javi talks about a lot, if the guy is getting six for three years more, you're going to have to do three for six years or, yeah, or something, you know, four yeah. and a half for four, whatever it is to, to account for it. And, you know, say four and a half for four, he's at the very top of the wage bracket. Yeah. So yeah. how or Danjuma has to go, not just on uh, a profit front, but on the salary front. Well, the other way that that we did it, which which didn't work out all that well for us in the end, but you remember we bought um, Soldado from Spurs, and we ended up paying a lot less in transfer fee, but we gave him the opportunity to sort of buy out of his contract, which he did. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that sort of decreasing scale on yes. the 
exit fee. Exit fee. So the Celso, to me, I mean, we were having a discussion on the on the um, some of us on our Telegram earlier today, and I think our consensus was, I guess, the question that came up was if we, if Powell wanted to go to Tottenham, or if we sold, you know, if Powell went to Tottenham in some sort of swap deal, how would we value that? And I think the consensus was probably something like. Um, uh, La Celso might be in the range of maybe uh, somewhere between 17 and 20 million euros. Um, if we were, yeah. that's how we or, would value or it. Even, or even 25. Um, yeah, but I don't think we value think... it at 25. That seems, that seems too much to me. I think, mm-hmm. I think we would say maybe 15 to 18 or, or something like that, or 18 to 20. I don't know. But, you know, then do you then how do you value Powell? And I think, you know, what forty five fifty million anyway. Mm-hmm. So, so Geo plus thirty is what you're saying. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I think I think there's probably room to do something. It's just I think that I'm not sure if I were Powell, I'd rather go to Tottenham or Manchester United. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, well, one is in the Champions League. So One is in the Champions it's League. Not, it's yeah. not. It's not United. Right. Um, right. Right. Um, yeah, I think you know, and 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 I think obviously cuts both ways, but I do think he's under a lot more pressure at United. Yeah. Um, by the way, have you seen Eric Bailly, Bailly lately? Uh, <laughs> case in point. Yeah. Um, no. No. So so you know you, you do have to think about that, and and again. He's he's getting into the Spain squad at, at Tottenham. If he really yeah. blows it at United, is there a chance that does something? Well, maybe. Well, not as, not as long as he know. keeps starting Eric Garcia. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, um, yeah, but, but no, I mean, seriously, yes, those are things he has to think about. I mean, I think, and, and you know, everybody looks at this differently, of course. I mean... Powell stayed with us to play Champions League football. Great, you know. He got the whatever, you know, he's basically picked up all the awards that the that the town of Villarreal has to give him at this mm-hmm. point. And I think everybody's kind of expecting that he's going to move on. And so the question is, at, that he's got to answer, is do I want to go? I mean, both Tottenham and Manchester United have issues. I mean, United have been a, just a quagmire under the current owners and continue to be. And, um, and yet and are bringing in a completely new playing style. C- correct. And are also, you're under the microscope there in a way that you probably aren't many other places. Um, mm-hmm. I also think, yeah, I mean, if I were him, I'd, they're completely different players, but you know, the way that Bailly was, handled there. I mean, the first year there, they loved him. And, and then after that, he hardly played. So do you do that? Or do you go to Tottenham Hotspur where you've got a sort of history of kind of perpetually being the nearly team, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Or you wonder about a Chelsea as, as I know Jamie, yeah. Jamie mentioned. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, I think I think it's. We'll see. I think I think for Powell, it's not an easy decision. Um, 
I suspect that from the club's point of view, going to Tottenham would be easier in as much as the swap deal could be put together, but I don't know at the end of the day how much that actually matters. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I just think I just think that Tottenham are going to drag out negotiations about Lo Celso as long as they can. Um, mm-hmm. That's just because that's their style, you know. They're going to try to get us to come in at twenty-five million or whatever that I think is higher than we need to pay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he's an he, he's an excellent player. He's not a superlative player in my mind. That's you know maybe I'm wrong, but. I think he's yeah. Well, but I think they know the one other thing, Alan, that is on their side is even if they did stash him now, if they stashed him, they would be risking this not happening in some sense. But we do know if he goes to Qatar and does well, it the value goes through the roof. Yeah, that's true too. So, and that's going to be the weird thing. The winter transfer window, I would expect, will be extremely active this year. In because a way, of, it wouldn't have been when the before. World Cup is. Yeah, that's right. Because there's a whole marketplace at show, um, kind of yeah. in the middle of it. And if you look, and if you look at Argentina's squad right now, I mean, they're playing really good football, and mm-hmm. so you know, it's and even if you're. Even if you're a part-time starter or, you know, one of the first players off the bench, if Argentina gets to the semifinals or finals, all those players' values are going to go up. So that's a good point. Um, yep. Well, and, and I think he's sort of a, a natural heir potentially to Di Maria, too. Mm-hmm, so it's not mm-hmm. just this, this run, yeah, but he potentially has a longer-term future um, right, in, right. in that team. So. So yeah, so that that would be my only thing is I, I feel like somebody is going to be paying potentially or um, Tottenham will say, well, if we hold out, we put them on loan even for, you know, call it call it uh, half a season. Yeah. We may be able to, to really go. And I think we have to lean into the fact that he seems to want to come back. Right. Um, I think we, I think that's right. And so, yeah, I think that's I think that's exactly right. Um, but, yeah, and, so I, and two other folks I wanted to mention that that um, you guys hadn't specifically talked about. One, Paravis, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who has a huge name in South America. Yes. Um, you know, again, I don't really know how much Watford did for him, um, but uh, you know, certainly his time at Osasuna, he was fantastic. Um, but again, interesting to see we're never using him in the position he's used with the Ecuador. national team. Yeah, um, I think part of that was we just didn't find that his crossing was where it needed to be on occasion. Um, so of course he 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 was responsible for for that uh, second goal against Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think he, you know, he's he's interesting one. We've obviously at what at many points looked like we were running away from Pedraza, um, but now looks like it's it's sort of his to take. I was, and, I was going you know, to say it was giving, significant outlay on Paris that yeah, I, I, was, I would think, particularly given Moreno is still there in whatever health he is. Um, yeah, yeah, you just can't again, continue this situation having three <laughs> sort of 
potentially first choice left backs on the squad. Right, and I think I think with and I think it was very interesting that the first long term deal of the summer went to our uh, our tank Pedraza, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's a real statement of intent and. Yeah, he's I mean, just such an Emery player, though. Yeah, I, mean, I think is. that that's yeah, the is. simplest thing he can. You know, frankly, for Emery, he could play striker and he oh, would be I mean, two out of place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I think that's right, and I think I think a lot of us love him. I certainly do. Um, Purvis, well, is, he's he's very much an Alberto Moreno, but a few years younger and seemingly more durable. So well, and just and just bigger. I mean, I think I think. Um, but I think you're probably right that if you look at the players that Emery likes, when I look at the odd man out at left back, it's got to be Purvis. Um, and and if we were in a situation where we needed to try... And remember how much um, Alberto played in the midfield, too. Yes. So he, I was, you know, was going to uh, say, it's like if, unless, we wanted, on the versatility piece. unless um, we wanted to try to play Purvis in the midfield in that way, and I just don't... I don't know. You know, he's kind of a he's kind of a frustrating player um, in some ways because you know the talent is there. I just don't know that we are we have really a need for his talents are maybe not what we need, and mm-hmm. and maybe ultimately we move him on. But that's somebody where I would say, okay, great, go to the World Cup at Ecuador. If Ecuador does, you know, if Ecuador does well in Qatar. Um, you know, you're going to have people come in for you and we're, and we'll sell you. I mean, that's mm-hmm. probably, you know, kind of like Tottenham will be looking at LaCelso. I think we could maybe do that with, with Purvis. Um, who was the other player you wanted to mention? Uh, Parejo. Oh. Um, because in terms of not, not in terms of a sale, but in terms of, you know, you, you all were talking about Albiol and kind of. Uh, you know, needing to think about uh, Old father managing time. minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, definitely the case with Parejo. But again, I mean, we are one team with Parejo, and we are a different team without, without him. Um, yeah, I think, and and I think the hope was Trigueros maybe was not just playing alongside, but also potentially sort of maybe sort of taking up that role. It doesn't appear that. He sort of uh, slotted in as a replacement. You know, maybe somebody like a Morlanis is is able to to sort of learn that role a little bit. Yeah, I um, I guess I I thought it was interesting that I'm going to stick up for my man Trigueros because I think he scored more goals this year than I think he's done in maybe well, ever. I, I think I think he played well in some situations, but I think he played well alongside Parejo. He, he did. And I he did and I don't, I don't I, I, role Yeah, I guess I guess the way I view Parejo is he's <laughs> he's incredibly efficient at what he does. Um and I think as long as you have a player beside him who can, you know, whether I mean whether it's Cocalan Parejo and um uh, and Kapue in midfield, or whether it's Trigueros out there, having somebody alongside Parejo it is is great. That can that can sort of do the work, do the work, and let him mm-hmm. be the Pirlo Center. type guy, you know. Yep. Um, yep. And I think probably that's fine. I think the I think the question is, 
Yeah, Morlanis, I think, ultimately has to be the long-term heir, or what we hope is the long-term heir. And so maybe working him in there is good. Um, do we keep all of those midfielders? I know Jamie and I were saying Ebora is probably the odd mm -hmm. man out. I mm -hmm. tend to agree, mm -hmm. although... Um, I don't some... think he can go anywhere on his salary either, though. It's a similar situation to Paco or Mario. Yeah, so do you try to move somebody like Kokola? I mean, I, uh, I mean, yeah, I like to what to what value? <laughs> well, that's so, the thing. I mean, you're basically moving yeah. somebody to create because you you're basically moving somebody because you need a you need a uh, a squad number for Morlanis, basically. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I like Kokola. I think he's done a really good really good job when he's been healthy. Um, you know, it just seems like we're a little bit hamstrung with players like Bora and where we've given them a deal. This is not the first time a deal that's maybe a year too long. Mm -hmm. um, or, or again, you know, and, and, and I would say in just, just in defense of, of whatever the um, setup may have been, remember that some of the term is replacing the wages. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. Or amortizing the wages or what have you. Remember he's, he was coming from England Yes. Uh, yes. From Western, uh, yeah. So yes. so difficult for us to compete in any other manner. Same thing with Soldado and mm -hmm. and so many. You know, having re restarted the Spurs East. Um, you know, we have a, we have yeah. a, a a lot of those guys that we were having to do similar contract restructuring. Well, and you could um, you could have something similar with Evora, although I think. I think the thing that's that uh, hurt us with Ebora was his his injury, which which he really mm -hmm. hasn't been able to come back. I would say at anything close to what he was before the injury. Mm -hmm. and, that's, and, and remember that his impact was similar to Capu's when he came over immediately. Yeah, um, yeah, and perhaps even more so in terms of, like you said, his presence, and then also you know remember that he's uh, Valencian. So yeah, right, that right. that also uh, fact, factors into, into some yeah. of it. So. And he's and he's also like Kapu, I think, a player who is really liked in the locker room, from what I can mm -hmm. sense. So mm -hmm. you know, it's it's just it, it's going to be an interesting off season, though, because I think we do have to move. We do have to look at salary um, issues, and it's it's hard if some of your bigger ones. You're you know if if you can't move Ebora, if you can't renegotiate. Um, to a lower salary, and if you can't do the same thing with Paco, you've got a big amount of salary there that's being taken up by two players who are not going to see that much playing time, probably. I think Ibora, mm -hmm. just because physically I don't think he's going to be up for it, um, and Paco because we're just not convinced that he's what, he, what we hoped he would be. So you, yeah, you know what you know what we do, right? We'll just remake him into a center back. So, Paco. <laughs> that, no, no. <laughs> that, that's a good thought too. Uh, Ibora, yeah, Ibora. Yeah, well, Ibora is certainly tall. Yeah, there you go. I mean that that's that's been our game plan for the last however many years. Well, uh, just play a whole bunch of central midfielders at, 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 center, at center back, back and, and, and then a double double wing back on both sides. We can yeah, we can have eight defensive players in, oh. in the setup at any one time. Oh, you 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 and miss you miss the Latina. you miss the Garrido days, don't you? Yeah. 
Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If we're really being nostalgic, let's uh, <laughs> let's let's wind the clock back there. But yeah, yeah. yes, I, I think I think lots of interesting decisions. But uh, the the last thing I would say on the midfield is we actually have a lot of wide players. Mm-hmm. Now, not all of them maybe play as wide players in the same way. Like you say, a boy who tends to be somebody who cuts centrally, you know, Trigueros who tends to cut more centrally. But if everybody is healthy, and maybe part of that is you have to assume that with the wide players, maybe there's more wear and tear. But we have a lot of guys, particularly if we bring in Lo Celso and yeah. Morales and, Morales and, and Samu and Pino. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you want to play Gerard on the wing and, uh, you, know, you <laughs> yeah. just, you don't have, you don't have enough games for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. so at some point, you know, we said sort of, we were again, lacking options. I think so much of that was down to injury more than it was actually squad depth. Yeah. I, um, I would agree there. What, and, so, and something you you were mentioning about sort of health, you know, I think that's been a problem for a number of years. Um, and uh, I want to say I think the the training staff is having a changeover. I uh, don't know if it if it's related to any of this, but um, you know, that's probably the biggest thing we could hope for if we want to challenge for top four is just health. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I, I don't know if it's too lacking in terms of quality, but again, you don't have your leading strike pair out there for the majority of the season. It's almost impossible. You're sort of going to achieve your objectives, right? Yeah, I, I think I think that's the other. Let's let's just end with a few words about Gerard, since we were all sort of laughing about Barcelona mm-hmm. thinking that they can sign him for forty million or something, but. Um, but I think he's got to be, you know. I think I think the question um, has got to be what was going on because he's he's been a very durable player, and so the fact that he was having all of these muscle injuries and breaking down and coming back and breaking down again, that's got to be the thing that's that's got to be willing to be addressed in the in the off season. I think more than anything else. I mean, I have been a huge fan of Gerard ever since he started playing for the B team when we were in the Segunda, I mean, for our first team when we were in the Segunda. I think he's, I think he's a player who can play anywhere up front. He makes everybody better. Plus, he's <laughs> he's a very good finisher himself. So I think the real, I think we probably we can talk about all of these other pieces around him. But I think the real question to me is. How you know is he going to be able to come back and um, and be a, and you know play the minutes that he typically had played until last year? Because if he is, then we're going to get a lot more goals and a lot more production out of it. And mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. and um, you know, so that's so that's where I am. I mean, I think I'm, I'm a huge fan of Gerard, and I think he's he's certainly um, this has just been a year that. It's been tough, and he's been great when he's been on the pitch. He just hasn't been out, able to be out there often enough. So, mm-hmm. I think Gerard and Parejo, and you can kind of scatter the rest of the chess pieces where you do. Um, but without those two guys, yeah, the, yeah. The, just the complexion of the team is totally different. Yeah, I agree. Okay. 
Well, thanks for thanks for joining me. It's been it's been great to it's been great to talk and get your perspective on all of this. And you know, I'm gonna um, hopefully I'm I'm away next week, but I'm gonna try to get Robin Stacy on another podcast because I know Robin will will uh, be unable to restrain himself when we talk about Paco. But um, I was gonna say he'll eviscerate the two of us for our opinions. So. Oh, oh well, 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 yeah, but but. But Robin does it nicely. But nicely, nicely. Yes, in, in a very British. In a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very <laughs> nicely. So he'll he'll be great, and uh, and who knows? By then we may have we may have announced some signings. We may we may have more departures too. So anyway, until next time, for Sid, this is Alan saying, "End of Aunt Varial. <laughs>